Let's get nuts. Monday, baby. What's happening, guys? Sorry, I was grooving a little bit with the, you know, after all this time, my theme song for Film Junkie Live still makes me shake my hips. All right. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to Film Junkie Live on uh, your Monday, end of Monday. What is it, June 26th? Man, we're almost getting in July, man. We are here. Summer is here, man, and it's starting to get hot in SoCal. So uh, I'm going to quench my thirst with some uh, <laughs> red wine. That's right. So cheers, guys. Uh, nothing like drinking some red wine on a hot summer day. Anyways. Okay. Welcome, everybody. Appreciate it. You guys are here. Smash that like, thumbs up. Smash that like, thumbs up. Uh, share, you know, share the stream. Become a member. I saw somebody became a member um, earlier, so that's cool. Thank you. If you want to become a member, and, you know, we do a, a members-only stream after every Wednesday, do that. Follow me on all the sock meds and everything that's around me, too, as well. All right, guys. Let's see who's... Uh, oops, not that. That's uh, not that. Not that either. Jace. Hold on. Sorry. I'm, too many tabs. Which one? That one. There we go. Um, all right, so there we go. Sorry, I was just brought up the YouTube page. Uh, let's see, we got right here. Make sure, okay, hold on. Sorry, having some technical difficulties. Patrick, hi Dave, why so serious? I watched The Flash yesterday, I cried. Okay, Lost Flash, Mother, and Dark Flash. A rewatch, Supernatural. I watched Barry TV and Black Mirror. Cool. Yeah, I've watched the first two episodes of Black Mirror and it's pretty great. What's going on, Mr. Noel? Good to see you, James Noel. We got Ryan right here. Good to see you. We also got Miss Jackson. Always good to see you. And let's see, June Bloodbath. We got Jose Hernandez. Uh, hey, Dave, what do you think they are going to do with Ezra? They will recast him for the DCU or keep him? I think they're going to recast. I don't think they're keeping. I don't think they're. I don't think they're keeping him, especially after what's happening with the box office and everything. So it's just everything's just kind of lining up. But I mean, even. I mean, yeah, if the box office was doing well, maybe they'd have to consider it. But I think it was always, it was never going to actually happen, at least from the information that I got. Yeah, I was never, he was never going to actually stay. Zach P., so good to, to be here live. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you for defending DC and not allowing the Snyder bots to have much of a voice. You know, well, I mean, I'm part of a Snyder bot myself, but, you know, I, I like to, most of the Snyder community is, you know, well-mannered, awesome, and will have great discussions. But, yeah, sadly, there is a side that is just, wow, sometimes, and yeah, they're not letting up. They're not letting up. They're just most likely going to keep on going, and I'm going to be in a some kind of crossfire or something like that. It's what happens. What's going on, Mind of Inception? Good to see you. We got Mr. Fear Jason. Great to see you. We got Lawrence Fury right there, and thank you for becoming a member. Saw that right there. So much appreciated, my, my good sir. We got Mama Film Junkie here. Hi, Mom. Love you. Always good to see you. We got Eric right here. Good to see you, too. Before Flash... Yep, we'll talk about all that kind of stuff. All right, what else we got? We got Miss Nighthawk. Good to see you, gorgeous. Hopefully you're having a good day. Drinking some wine, too. Red wine. <laughs> okay, Um. let's see. We got Stephanie T. This thing jumped, of course. Good to see you. 
Good to see you. Let's see. We got Nerdy Mastermind Wine. Will actually make you more thirsty. Drink more water. That's what I drink all during the day. So I can have a glass of wine at night. But thanks for the advice. But yeah, all throughout the day, I'm all that. So I'm pretty, uh, that's why I had a, you know, that's why I remember, I mean, last week I had a pee. Remember you guys heard me pee because <laughs> I forgot to turn the mic off. I peed during the stream because I drink a shit ton of water all day, every day. Can James Gunn shut up for a moment though? Um, is he saying something right now? I think he is. I know there's some people, if you don't like James Gunn, anytime that something comes out when it comes to him talking about the, the new universe, which of course is exactly what they need right now. They need hype. So that's why they're doing that. People are just like, just shut up, man. Just shut up. It's like, okay, but if it was like somebody you did like, like I'm assuming you're you probably like Zack Snyder. If it was Zack Snyder constantly talking about his stuff, you'd be all about it, right? Let's not, I mean, I'm, I don't mean to point out bias, but yeah, if you don't like James Gunn, you want him to shut up. Personally, I don't give a shit. So I'm like, all right, well, if he's going to talk, let him talk, and then I'll talk about it. Anyways, I see tropes, Pixar before tropes. Oh, yeah, with Pixar and everything. So we got Fabian right there, uh, of course, uh, typing in, uh, copy and pasting all the hashtags right there. Uh, I don't know what the BUU part is, but, uh, you know, uh, keep on keep on fighting the good fight. Think he feels good anytime he sends this? Like, yeah, I made a difference today. I sent a bunch of hashtags to a stream that has nothing to do with Warner Brothers. But, you know, what could he do? And we got Purple Smoke. Oh, yeah. Seriously, James Gunn is going to make $100 million to play with after all the box office is left. I don't know if it'll be about $100 million, but it might be something low like that. That's for damn sure. Ah. Uh. Yeah, so let's see. Diamond Absolutes just joined. You seen the uh, leak? Oh, yeah, that, that happened today. That happened over the weekend, too. The uh, the Flash in full, the full, you know, the full movie was leaked all over social media, just like all the shots and everything leaked. Somebody leaked it online because, you know, people just suck nowadays. You know, it's just the way it is. And I guess it took Twitter uh, like eight hours. It was like eight hours, right, or something like that, maybe less. It took them a long time to bring it down. Um, which, yeah, you know, you know how it is, but yeah, apparently it all leaked online. So people were able to watch like a bootleg version online. So it was like, come on, Elon, what are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, we got Caesar right here. Just watched the flash movie, but I only loved it because of Batfleck, And I hope that they do Ben's Batman. Great. Yeah. Well, I mean, he liked it. They better not do Batfleck dirty. What are you talking about? And there's, are you talking about more? All right. Interesting. I don't know if anything more is going to be coming at this anytime soon, but okay. Uh, we got BNG videos. I know I'm late to the party, but I did uh, bum it out in the flash. Batfleck didn't have the modulated voice. Yeah, I know. I, I noticed that too. It's like no modulation. I think we talked about it during the uh, spoiler scene so that was pretty interesting they didn't go with the modulated voice but maybe it wasn't part of that costume again it's like it's almost like in my in my thought when i'm trying to be like okay annie muschietti and writers again it's like the blue and gray suit daytime suit maybe doesn't have the modulated maybe it's a new suit 
because it doesn't look that well on him when he's standing there, of course. I didn't like how it looked on actual Ben Affleck. Even though the cow looked still good, it still looked cool on him. The cow did, but I, yeah, I was kind of wondering, like, why no modulation right there? Who knows? Uh, let's see. Anybody else? Anybody else new? Let's see. Fear Munt. Wished Batfleck had his modulated voice. Yeah, that's what everybody was like talking about. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's very interesting. So I don't know why what, why they decided not to. I'm sure we'll find that out in like some behind-the-scenes thing. Maybe they're just like, yep, oh, we're not going to do it this time. You know, like I said, there's always different choices that are made when it comes to directors. When it comes to certain directors. That's all I'm kind of saying like that. But anyways, guys, again, appreciate you guys clicking in. We're going to dive right into it. Hit that like, thumbs up, subscribe, do all that. You guys know the drill. All right, let's get to the tweets. Let's get to these tweets right here. Sorry, let me get that. There we go. All right, let's get to the tweets. And we're going to first start off with some, of course, face swapping from Mr. Fear Jason right here, who put me on Nicolas Cage's, that's right, Nicolas Cage's body right there. You know, I think we still all want to see it, especially after seeing The Flash. It's like, hey, somebody do like some kind of, do an animated version or something when it comes to, when it comes to uh, Nicolas Cage's version of Superman. Let's see that. I know there's like some fan stuff out there, but that would be pretty sweet. Russell Crowe right here. Russell Crowe, father of Superman, Hercules, and Craven the Hunter. That's right. He just keeps on being the dad. And Russell Crowe actually said fertile across time and space. That's right. Always being all that. We have some uh, behind-the-scenes Batcave Look at that. Look at that massive set. Pretty damn awesome right here when it comes to the Flash and Keaton's Batcave. You got to love that. There's even video. Yep, even video from the crew. And there's fucking Batmobile. Here's fucking Batmobile. Holy shit, my life. Seriously. Had to be a treat to see that. Nick Cage lives. And then we got Dustin Macy right here with a poster for Nicolas Cage's Superman. Got to love that. Uh, uh, I, Mr. Huerta, you know, of course, Neymar, and you know, I butcher his name all the time. Apparently he exited uh, a Netflix movie after the whole sexual assault allegations. So that's not looking good for him. All right. Keep going. Keep going. We can go through this. Here's some good, uh, you know, here's a fun little, um, you know, dog right here having, you know, uh, having fun in the water. There's a, there's a timeline cleanse right there. Uh, we don't need to talk about that. Oh, yeah, we should talk about this, though. <laughs> okay, wow. Whoa! Yep. This is like, I mean, whoa. $500 million deal to sell film and TV and music music publishing assets for approximately that much money. That is crazy. Yeah, Warner Brothers Discovery is negotiating to sell around half the storied Warner Brothers studio. Yes. Uh, you know, they just keep on trying to gut. They're trying to just, it's basically a yard sale. It's crazy. It's crazy how it is. And I know everybody's like looking at David Saslov like, it's you, you evil SOB. What the hell are you doing? But at the same time, he's just trying to get the debt done. That was, the debt started accumulating before even AT&T took over. I mean, it's such a mess. Like they, they got David Saslov on because he's a businessman. And yes, I'm not agreeing with all the decisions that he's made for sure. But at the same time, it's like, well, they hired him on to, to get him out of debt and get the money and everything. But man, when this broke out, we we're like, what the hell? 
But yeah, this was uh, this happened over this past weekend, and it was just crazy. Yeah, Warner Brothers Discovery negotiating 500 million deal to sell film and TV music publishing assets, even Batman stuff. I mean, that's the thing. It says right there, the catalog is believed to include music from such films as Purple Rain, Evita, Sweeney Todd, Rent, and several Batman films. So even stuff like that, and I'm like, oh, jeez, it just doesn't. It just, it's just, it's just crazy. I mean. It's almost it's getting to the point where if things don't really turn around for Warner Brothers Discovery again, the 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 garage sale, the yard sale, whatever you want to call it, it's just gonna get uh, it's just gonna get worse and worse for them. It's just really gonna get worse and worse for them. But it's pretty crazy. And and then of course naturally, and then I'm just like, oh man, of course, you know, when it comes to the people who are constantly pushing the sell to Netflix thing, they wanna obviously anytime there's something like that, they're like, well. Obviously, they could just sell uh, the Snyderverse to Netflix. I'm like, can you take can you take your fan cap off and put on your logic cap? I don't know. You know how that is when that whole that whole campaign is always going to loom over anything that happens when it comes to discovery and negotiating deals to sell things to other companies and everything. So, of course, that was out there. And even like people that I follow and mutuals started going like, well, they might as well just do it and then put the hashtag out there. I'm like, no, don't do it. It's not that's not how it all works. But hey. Whatever. Tweet out whatever hashtag you want to. It's fine, but I'm going to make fun of you. That's all. Anyways. <laughs> Tinfoil cap. This is pretty sweet right there. I love this uh, com- combination of live action and animation. Of course, with Man of Steel, First Flight. Gotta love that. Keep on going. Keep on going. We got this pretty cool. Hey, we got a new from uh, CM Low Art right there. Obviously, we got Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, which we'll talk about those reviews on the Wednesday stream. Got a new poster when it comes to that. Uh, Let's see. We got... Hey, who wants to uh, buy this for me for $1,200? That's right. $1,200. You can get a a flash cow that lights up and everything. $1,200. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. And then you got this shirt right here. I, I kind of want to get this shirt. It says there's a whole multi-pasta thing going on. <laughs> multi-pasta. That's right. You can get a shirt that says multi-pasta when explaining the multiverse. So if you're wearing that shirt and you have a friend or somebody that needs explaining of the multiverse, multi-pasta. That's what it's all about right there. Did you guys know this, that after Richard Donner was successful with Superman, and of course they wanted to do Batman, Richard Donner actually said that he wanted Mel Gibson as Batman at one point. I could see that. Back in the, those days, in the 80s, you know, in the 80s, totally. Mel Gibson as Batman, 100%. Could totally see that. Can totally see Mel Gibson playing uh, that. And then we got the Nightmare League right there. That's pretty sweet. Black Adam and, uh, and then Arrow, Green Arrow right there. Charlie Hunnam, will it be? Uh, Henry Cavill was tremendous in auditioning for James Bond for Casino Royale. Because, yes, let's, we, we must remember that Henry Cavill did, in fact, audition for James Bond when they were trying to reboot it before they went with Daniel Craig. If Daniel Craig didn't exist, Henry Cavill would have made an excellent Bond, said Martin Campbell. So, yeah, and I, think he, I don't know if he's trying again. Who knows? Who knows? This is funny. Me, I'm afraid of the Backstreet Boys. Therapist, tell me why. Me, huh? Yeah, it's a fun meme. Gotta like that. This is pretty sweet. Again, you gotta love the internet sometimes when it comes to uh, doing this this kind of stuff. 
So we put the Grant Gustin's Flash in the Batman footage. They're communicating everything. This works very well. This is from Free Boredom. I don't know. I'd see the watermark right there. Hey. hey. I'm Harry Allen. I'm the fastest man alive. Yeah. I also think that I am on the wrong Earth. Dang. That's pretty sweet right there. Multiverse of Madness right there. Again. Again. It's so good. Again, it's so good. And then, yes, guys. Oh, this, uh, you know, the whole El Muerto movie that was going to be coming out from sony yeah it went from hey they're gonna shoot in august and then it went from well they're gonna remove it from the sony calendar and now bad bunny who's gonna star he was gonna be the movie star has now walked off the project or left the project yeah it's not happening no one's gonna go no they know they're not gonna um, yeah, shut up el muerto no it's not happening hey we got reeves fx doing a test on the new Michael Keaton Batman cow right there. So I'm trying to get Reeves back on. Uh, I want to get him back on the vodka stream and talk to him a little bit. And then, yes, guys, I mean, apparently Comic-Con is just going to be about comics this year because according to the information out there, but of course not everything's fully confirmed, but I mean, we could take it as some kind of confirmation, but according to what's out there, Marvel, Netflix, Sony, HBO, and Universal to skip this uh, year's Comic-Con. So I don't know if it's, who knows? Warner Brothers and DC Studios, it just says HBO. I know that Warner Brothers owns HBO, so we're kind of assuming. But to be honest, with everything that's happening with DC Studios and Warner Brothers Discovery, I think they would need to have a big, huge W at this year's Comic-Con, especially with what we're going to be talking about tonight, which is, of course, the Superman legacy stuff. Just saying. And then Mr. Uh, Benjamin Wallfish, he, of course, did the Flash, the Flash score. He's going to be doing the Craven the Hunter score. So there you go. Some more score-ness that's happening when it comes to Mr. Wallfish. That's pretty sweet. Uh, we'll talk about all that. We'll do all that. I thought this, that was a pretty funny poster when it comes to Die Hard right there. Gotta like that. Oh, it's... Well, it confirms... Die-a-fucking-bollicle. It's all but confirmed. Is that what... Is that what he's gonna look like? That's what Carl Urban's gonna look like as Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat 2? Got the bleach in the hair and everything. Remember when we heard that Carl Urban was gonna be Johnny Cage? It wasn't anything, like, fully official. We are all just kind of waiting for, like, a full-on confirmation when it came to that casting news and sure enough we got a table read right here when it comes to the mortal Kombat 2 cast at least for most of them right here and there's carl urban right there 100 percent going to be johnny cage and i didn't like the casting really that much as much as i love carl urban and i absolutely do just didn't see him as johnny cage but hey there's been other castings where at first you go well that just sounds dumb who the hell thought about that one so maybe this will be the case too, but after even watching the first Mortal Kombat, which the rewatch value was not good, I've only seen it twice, don't really care for it. I'm hoping that this one's better, but hey, we'll see. But yes, there he is. I'm just wondering, I'm like, is he already, is that what his hair is going to look like? Is that what's going to be happening when it comes to all this? I don't know, but uh, there you go. There's a little cast uh, table, or at least they're getting food. I don't think they're going to do a table read right here, but the sequel is underway. And we officially have Carl Urban as Johnny Cage. Yeah, still don't see it, but hey, what can you do? 
Okay, keep going. Hey, don't worry about this. We're going to do a live read of Back to the Future. And uh, apparently Mr. Ben Schwartz, who, of course, voiced Sonic in the Sonic the Hedgehog movies, he's going to be, uh, he's going to be reading for Marty McFly, and it's going to have a whole entire cast doing all that. So that's good. Hey, some light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to Warner Brothers Discovery. At least you're going to have Paul Thomas Anderson, his next movie is being developed by Warner Brothers, and the cast is rumored to include Leonardo DiCaprio, Joaquin Phoenix, and Viggo Mortensen, and Regina Hall. That's a pretty good cast right there. Paul Thomas Anderson coming back. Coming back to Warner Brothers. So, hey, a little light at the end of the tunnel right there. You got a pretty renowned director right there. Let's get Nolan back. Hey, that'll be next, right? That'll be next. And if you guys are wondering how they, uh, they, if how they, they pulled off this shot right here when it comes to Barbie, when she takes off the uh, the high heels and then she still has her feet up like that. So apparently, when it comes to Margot Robbie, she said uh, they had little sticky bits on the floor for the for the double sided tape for the shoes. So the shoes stick to the floor right there. That's why they don't move. And then she is holding onto a bar to keep her on her tippy toes so if you're wondering how they pulled off that little effect that's how they did it okay watch out you little feet fetish people i know you're getting excited because it's on a loop but don't get too excited anyway so yeah <laughs> behind the scenes of the flash of that bridge scene that's right these cinematographers these these camera operators getting into the shit of it so if you guys want to see some of that, they've been releasing behind-the-scenes stuff like all freaking all day or all weekend they were doing that. So, yeah, Tarantino approves, right? There you go, Monkey Jeebus. You're absolutely correct. Okay, keep going. We don't need to see that. We got Saw X. That's right. We have Fast X. Fast X came out. Now we got Saw X. And we got a little synopsis when it comes to the 10th Saw movie. A corrupted doctor who sells so-called miracle treatments and desperate people to desperate people gets trapped in a decaying hospital and must play Jigsaw's brand new game. I want to play a game. I'll get to your uh, $5 super chat uh, right there, Mr. Pickens. Thank you very much for that. I'll get to that uh, your question right there. So. Uh, there's Sigourney Weaver on uh, Ghostbusters. I finally watched Evil Dead Rise, guys. You guys know I'm a, I'm a deadhead. I love all, uh, the Evil Dead franchise. The first Evil Dead is one of my all-time favorite horror movies. Finally got to watch Evil Dead Rise, and I really enjoyed it. Like I said, it's a gory good time. Really liked that. And, uh, yeah, really enjoyed it. It was, uh, you know, I mean, there were some things where I was like, okay, that's tropey and everything. But the fact that it takes place in like a, in a, like an apartment building as opposed to a cabin, I thought that was a good way to do it. And then there's a way that they kind of do, you know, it's kind of unlinear and I, I really like that. So pretty sweet, pretty sweet. And there's that right there. Hans Zimmer playing Man of Steel. Hans Zimmer. God, I want to see Hans Zimmer live. I want to see him live. I really would love to see Hans Zimmer live. He puts on a great show, but yeah, that was cool. Tina, what's her name? Tina Gao. Of course, like uh, the cello-ist. The cello-ist. Badass. Speaking of badass, look at freaking Ray Fisher as Muhammad Ali. Look at this. Fetch clay, make man. Look at this guy. That's right. See? Still killing it. Still killing it. 
Gotta love that. On stage, playing Muhammad Ali. I think there's actually more right here. Yep, that's it. All right, so those are some pretty sweet images of Ray right there looking awesome. Uh, we got Margot Robbie doing some press or already doing Barbie press, so she's like all decked out in pink. <laughs> and let's see, we got some art right here from Brendan Pitt of The Flash. That looks pretty sweet. Gotta love that. Uh, we got Eric Stoltz. That's pretty funny. Somebody put Eric Stoltz's face on young Barry Flash, and then we got Doc right there on Batman. That's pretty funny. Gotta love that. We also got some new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle posters. Uh, there's already some internet reactions coming from the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, Mutant Mayhem. Some internet reactions have already come about, and a lot of people, of course, they're always positive at first, right? But I think this is going to be a pretty positive movie. Why wouldn't it be? And then speaking of a positive movie, we got Rebel Moon, all sci-fi heads. The world building and characters are super cool. And Kara, Cora, is anything but what you'd expect. First look at the official Rebel Moon novelization. That's right, novelization. So you could buy the book. You could buy the book of Rebel Moon, which is awesome. Gotta love that. And yes, guys, can we stop fan casting Brian Cranston as Lex Luthor? We get it. He, he, he played an awesome, bald villain in Breaking Bad. We get that, but let's stop, because he even says it's lazy. It's lazy. It's lazy. So stop doing that. Yes, Droga. Uh, people do still read books. You should try it sometime. Zing. All right. So we got Phil Cho, Adam West, Batman right there. So that's cool. And then we got some more behind the scenes right here of Ashley Beck, who was Michael Keaton's um, stunt guy and one of his stunt guys right there. So he's looking pretty badass when it comes to that suit and everything. Seems like it fits him a little bit better than Michael Keaton. Maybe just a little bit better. I don't know. Oh, Foo Fighters. So stay tuned. I don't know what they're staying tuned for, but they performed over the weekend at a festival at Glasbury, Glasenberry. I always forget what the, I never pronounce things right. You guys know me. Uh, keep going. We got another Mortal Kombat 2 from behind the scenes. Just shadowy, kind of artsy type pick right there. That's pretty sweet. Uh, you know what? This is pretty funny right here. Try not to laugh. Uh, Glastonbury. Thank you, Lisa. Appreciate that. The wiener's the size of a Tic Tac. That's why you want breast milk so good. (laughs) Come on, that's hilarious. This kid is hilarious, obviously. The wiener's the size of a Tic Tac. That's why you want breast milk so good. It's a good, it's a good comeback, but there's no way that this was not staged. It just was funny. It was funny. It was a good spit take, too, but that's pretty, it's a pretty funny video. But it wasn't like, you know, that was totally staged. But still, hilarious. If you saw that in a movie, you'd laugh your ass off. Okay, continuing, continuing. Uh, And you love to see stuff like this. The Blackening, which uh, I'll probably catch when it comes out on on, on streaming or whatever the hell, uh, because it did look funny. But uh, The Blackening, which had, you know, a small budget. It's a small horror movie. And apparently it's kicking ass at the box office you love to see this the horror genre is not in trouble at all because they have low budgets and they're just making the money and apparently the blackening uh has already neared three times the production budget in over a week so good on them you love to see that stuff you really love to see that stuff 
And then, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Warner Brothers, you need to stay, okay? You're not saving money. But here they go again. They are, you know, they are throwing that money out there. And apparently, I don't know where this thing came from. They, did they build it or they just took an, I'm, I'm guessing they took an existing property and just made it pink. But yes, there is a literal Barbie dream house out there in Malibu, I'm guessing, that they put up, I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, you know, that's one way to market it, I guess, I mean, that's the next big movie from Warner Brothers that's coming out right here, yeah, they will do big, I mean, yeah, you're right, you're absolutely correct there, Mr. Everts, that, uh, I mean, when it comes to these big event movies, I mean, they really need to have Barbie to, uh, to be a huge success, and I guess this is one way to do it, to make an actual Barbie dream house. Holy shit. Why didn't you actually make an actual Wayne Manor? Huh? Can we get an actual Wayne Manor? When Superman Legacy comes out, make an actual Fortress of Solitude, Davey. Let's do that. Ah, hey, we got a podcast coming out. I mean, we've had some Batman podcasts come out now. We have a Flash podcast that's coming out. The Flash, Escape the Midnight Circus. Escape the Midnight Circus. Sounds pretty interesting, so check that out when that comes out. That'll be cool. Uh, We got some people that are getting some stars in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. We got Chadwick Boseman that's going to be getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. We got Kevin Feige. We got Gal Gadot. I mean, so many people. I think there were some other people, too, that I didn't retweet. But, yeah, there's some people out there that are getting... That are getting... Their Hollywood walk off walk of fame right there. So that's pretty sweet. You gotta love that. More people are gonna have their stars right there. Chadwick Bozeman, awesome. Great to hear that. But yeah, good good on Gal. Good on Gal. Good on Kevin Feige. And uh I, I think there was somebody else too. I forgot there was like other people too. They were announcing all kinds of people when it comes to uh getting their their stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. What's wrong with Gal Gadot, Lisa? What's wrong with her? She was Wonder Woman. Come on. She's a star. She's a star. Uh, a lot of deserving. Wow. Even Ben's throwing shade. I, I think Ben is hating. I, I think I, Ben, I think, uh, you know, yeah, we're going to have to get you. I mean, you don't like a lot of Snyder's casting, do, do you? Hmm. <laughs> I think he does. Mm. Love the Flash fan. Smallville. Michael Rosenberg. I love Gal Gadot. Yeah. I mean, she's a star, right? I don't know what it has. I don't, yeah, when it comes to the Hollywood Walk of Fame, I mean, I don't know what the parameters it is. Like, what do you, where do you have to get to? Where do you have to get to when it comes to getting your Hollywood, you know, your star on the Walk of Fame? I don't know. Well, what does it take? What would it take for you guys to accept Gal Gadot getting a Hollywood Walk star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? That's what I'm kind of wondering. Like, I saw people kind of being like, why would the hell would they do that? And I'm like, well, why not? She's a star. She's, why not put her on there? It's fine. She was Wonder Woman. I don't, I don't know. There's plenty of squares still. I mean, they have, there's, I mean, if you, and it's funny too, because I don't think anybody that is saying that has actually walked onto the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I have, and there's a lot of random names on there. Okay. There's a, there's like game show hosts. It doesn't take a lot. I'm just saying, guys. It doesn't take a lot. 
There's like, I, mean, I think there's game shows. Or, uh, I mean, it, it doesn't take, a, it's Hollywood, it's stars. Don't overthink it. That's all. Just don't overthink it. That's all I'm saying. Just don't overthink it. All right. So. <clears throat> let's get into it. Let's get into the first topic. And let's, let's get inside Superman. I said that wrong. Did I say that wrong? Or do you want to, are there, are you guys okay with me saying let's get inside Superman? No, let's uh, get inside the Superman legacy. Of course, the, the test screen, not the test screens, the screen tests, the screen test. We got a whole article that came out talking about this whole thing and everybody who's uh, been involved, been involved when it comes to, when it comes to, and it's interesting so when it comes to Superman Legacy, it's interesting to see how they're actually doing this. According to THR, the way that they're doing that is like they're grouping they're grouping a Clark Kent Superman actor with a Lois Lane actor. And apparently they're I mean, I'm, I'm sure that they're switching it up a little bit. But as of right now, we have like three specific groups when it comes to those two, which, of course, is very important. You need that chemistry, which is good. All right. So here we go right here. Inside the Superman Legacy screen test as decision 2023 drags into the second week. James Gunn paired six hopefuls for Clark Kent and Lois Lane over the June 17th weekend with Nicholas Holt and Rachel Brosnahan to Tim Brittany and Phoebe Dynever and David Cornsweet and Emma Mackey each filming together. So there you go. So that's who is paired off, at least for right now. I think uh, the biggest one, at least when I'm looking at the timeline and I'm looking at people that are trying to put their input when it comes to who they want as their Superman and Lois. And, of course, Mr. Corn Sweat and Miss Mackey are pretty much number one when it comes to that. I remember at one point it seemed like Rachel Brosnahan and David Corn Sweat were kind of like a likely pairing at first, and I thought, yeah, I dug that. Uh, I actually do, at first, when I saw Emma Mackey, I was like, all right, I could see her as uh, Lois big time, too. When it comes to Phoebe uh, Dynever, I've never, I don't know if I've seen her in anything. And then when I was making the thumbnail, when I was making the thumbnail to this stream and I looked her up, well, I, I'm kind of like going, oh, why? Oh, why? Why, Miss Dynever? She's dating Pete Davidson. That's right. Pete Davidson has now moved on to a potential Lois Lane. You know, the guy who's just going, you know, I mean, I, I, I get it. The guy is just young and whatever. It's just going to blast through like half of Hollywood, whatever the hell. But yeah, she's dating Pete Davidson. Ugh. So I'm like immediately get her out. Get her out. You have bad taste. Sorry. But yeah, that's what <laughs> she's dating. Pete Davidson. Woo, man. All right. So. With The Flash not proving to be the box office savior, Warner Brothers was anticipating the pressure on DC Studios' heads. James Gunn and Peter Saffron has increased exponentially. You want, if you guys wonder why this is all happening right now, why we're getting all this information in THR and we're, we're, we're getting 
the, the test screen names, we're getting the casting names, it's because they need to divert the negativity that's happening with the Flash and put it to Superman Legacy. Put the positivity right there because, yes, let's face it, it's just been a rough couple of weeks when it comes to Warner Brothers Discovery, DC Studios, and The Flash. So now they need to divert it to Superman Legacy, of course. And that's what everybody, you know, of course, is like talking about and try to be positive about. Even the people who are like not really caring about the new DCU, they're still talking about this. So yeah, if you think that the, re you know, if I think at one point, I pretty much think at one point that they were probably going to announce the casting at Comic-Con, but with everything that's happening with The Flash, I would not be surprised if we, we, pro we might get it this week or next week. I think they're, from what I gathered, they're fast-tracking. They're, they're like, let's, let's, let's get it out there so then we can take away from the negativity of The Flash, sadly. But I'm pretty sure that that's what is happening. <sighs> it sucks. And that in turn means increased weight on Superman Legacy. And, uh, you know, the, obviously talking about that. And then, of course, uh, we could just kind of go down right here. According uh, Gunn, according to sources, assembled three actors and three actresses for Superman and Lane, respectively, on Saturday, the first day of the testing. The actors were seen in their uh, predetermined pairs, Nicholas Holt and Rachel Brosnahan, Tim Brittany, and Phoebe Dynever and David Cordensweat and Emma Mackey. They were given several scenes to film in which the males were in makeup and wardrobe as Daily Planet reporter Kent, while the females were plucky journalist Lane. Plucky journalist Lane. Interesting cho choice of adjectives right there. Hollywood reporter. Then on Sunday, Holt, Brittany, and Cornsweat did another series of screen tests, this time in costume as Superman. Yeah, interestingly, only Mackie was brought in that day to portray Lane opposite the actors. So it seems like Emma Mackie might be on top of the list if they're bringing her back to test with all three actors when they're Superman. So that's interesting, but I'm sure they're going to do that with the other ones too. Sources caution that just because Mackie... It just because she was like there, you know, when it came to uh, when they segged into the second day does not mean she is the front runner for Lane, although it may be hard not to have that interpretation. Duh. In Search for Superman is a complex one. In Gunn's Back to Basics version, any choice has to be able to play the part of someone who is credibly a farm boy from Kansas and a reporter at a big city media outlet and the man of steel able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Okay, Superman doesn't leap tall buildings anymore. He flies now. You don't... Okay, THR, what are you doing here? Uh, Gunn has an ensemble cut of screen tests by Wednesday to show the Warner Brothers brass. A decision could come this week. So, basically saying that. And once the decisions on Kent and Lane are made, Gunn will quickly pull the trigger on Next Wave. Sources say... There is also a short list for villain Lex Luthor, siblings Alexander and Bill Skarsgård. That's right. The brothers. Wow. Have been mentioned to being on, on it. And it's to try for, of course, Kent and Superman. So we also got Bill and Alexander Skarsgård, brothers, going up for the role of Luthor. And that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it when it comes to that. So how are we feeling about the pairings? Well, we're going to look at uh, some of these, um, whatchamacallits, these, uh, I put out some polls out there. I put my poll out there. Not that poll. Relax. I put out some polls, though, YouTube and 
Twitter. So I wanted to see what you guys were thinking about when it came to when it came to uh, all this. Let's see. All right. So let's get that there. All right. So here we go. So looking at uh, what people are thinking when it comes to Twitter, when it comes to the two questions I asked. All right, we have, of course, who is you, who do you got for Superman Legacy? Seems like 80.4% is looking at David Cornsweet and Emma Mack. I put Mack, but Mackie, that was my bad. I, I totally, I don't know what happened here. Like, for some reason, it cut off the, well, I think it's because there's too many characters in there. So you get what, you get what it is. But uh, yeah, and then next was Nicholas Holt and Rachel Brosnahan. And then, of course, we've got Tim, Tom Brittany and Phoebe Dynever. Miss Pete Davidson at the moment. So everybody's, uh, of course, I think everybody's just on board when it comes to corn sweat. And from what I gathered, it's just from seeing people who may be more in the know. It seems like David Corn Sweat is going to be our su- our new Superman. And then when it came to the Skarsgård brothers, Alexander and Bill Skarsgård, uh, 119 votes. It looks like people were more about the older brother. The older brother, Skarsgård. And then when it came to YouTube, pretty much the same thing. 78% is looking at Corn Sweat and Emma Mackey right there. And then second place is Holt and Brosnahan. I think it's because people don't really know who the other two are. But they could test well. So, And then, of course, when it comes to Lex Luthor, Alexander Skarsgård beats Bill out 68 to 32. See, to me, when it comes to... The Scars Guards, if we're talking about a 25 to 30 year old Superman, Bill is the more age appropriate. I mean, it really doesn't matter how old Lex Luthor is, I guess. I would, you know, I mean, who really cares about the age gap when it comes to that? I mean, unless, you know, obviously Smallville, they were like the same age. But I mean, if we're going to keep it where they are relatively the same age, I would say that. Bill is more age appropriate. But then again, I'm like, I wouldn't mind seeing. I mean, to be honest, either one of them could work. I'm just glad that if Bill gets it, it's like, thank you. Don't cast him as a joker. I'm 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 tired of that lazy fan cast. Like we get it. He was Pennywise the clown. He has a good laugh. Yes, I could see him pulling off a joker, but that's too easy. Lex Luthor, on the other hand, I dig that. So it really doesn't matter to me. When it comes to my my thoughts about this, really doesn't matter. Who ends up getting it? Because when it comes to the Skarsgård brothers, I think they're both great actors, and I think they could both pull it off. But I, I would say that I'm leaning more to the older brother, just to like mix it up a little bit. I kind of like Alexander just a little bit more. Bill, age appropriate. Alexander, I like it just a little bit better. When it comes to the other ones, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm a corn sweat. I'm, I'm, I'm all about D- David Corn Sweat. Yes, he resembles Henry Cavill. That could be part of it. But even just watching clips of things that he's been in, I'm like, yeah, I see it. I could see it. I could see it. So, and then Emma Mackey, I'm all about. Uh, I mean, remember uh, Samara Weaving was part of that too, but we haven't heard her. We haven't heard her name in a bit, so. Um, and then Rachel Brosnahan, I did like her too. And I do like Nicholas Holt, but it seems like Nicholas Holt is just not going to have, he's not going to get a superhero role. I mean, he was, he was Beast in the X-Men movies, so at least he had that. He's already been a, a superhero, but yeah, I know. He went, he went for the Batman, didn't get the Batman, lost it to Pattinson. Now he's probably going to lose Superman to Mr. Uh, Corn Sweat right here. But hey, what can he do? What can he do? 
How are we feeling out there? Tommy you know, Wizzo as uh, Batmite. I like that. Oh, hi, Batman. Will Poulter, Will Poulter as uh, Lex Luthor. Eh, I don't really like that. Nothing wrong with him. I just don't really like that that too much. Donnie Wahlberg as Batman. Eek. I don't like that. <laughs> the bad boy from New Kids on the Block. Okay, so it seems like, you know, we got RJ going for Alexander. Lisa wants uh, Bill. Okay, so we're a little bit of a mixed bag. Nothing wrong with that. Stormy Daniels for Power Girl. Really, Droga? You're just putting some shit out there. Monkey Jeebus said Dave Batista for uh, whatchamacallit. And I totally forgot to uh, bring up, uh, sorry, Mr. Pickens. I totally forgot to pick up your, uh, your, uh, your, go back to your question right there, your $5 super chat. So I'll do that right now. Apologize. Let's see and make sure I get that. Turn it back on. Scroll, scroll. All right. So we got this right here that says, do you think Mel Gibson's Batman origin story is instead of his parents dying, fueling his vengeance? It's just his hate for, <laughs> uh, of course you got to bring, you got to bring up that eek. Pretty eek. Yeah. 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 Anytime, uh, anytime that, uh, Mel Gibson's mentioned, they talk about that. Hey Ben, for the exception of Jesse, he even made Jared. Okay. Okay. Okay, I'm just giving you shit. I'm just giving you shit, Ben. Just giving you shit. I know. Yeah, just giving you shit. Don't worry. Um. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you, you're just not a Jesse Eisenberg fan. I get it. I get it. It's fine. I know he's not for everybody. He's not for everybody. That's all good. But, uh... Anyway, so... But thank you for the $5 Super Chat, Ben. Love you, buddy. Love you, buddy. So, uh, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, yeah, uh, I'm sure we're going to probably get it this week, right? Sorry, I got some mosquito bites yesterday. Ouchie. Um, and sucking on my blood. Sitting on the patio of uh, Miss Nighthawk, who I know just left. So, bye, Nighthawk. Um, I would not be surprised if we get these announcements this week because... They want to divert the the attention, the negative attention that the Flash is getting, and put it towards something that are people hopefully going to be positive about. So, which obviously then just leads us right into the next topic when it comes to the Flash socks <laughs> office mess. Oi, yeah, it's so weird. So weird, and I've had many conversa- conversations with mutuals and people who show up on the vodka stream. We're all just kind of baffled by this whole box office. This thing just—it took such a wicked turn. It was like positive, positive, positive. After that first trailer came out, there was so much positivity, and then you had the first round of critics seeing the movie, CinemaCon. Everybody was raving about it, and everybody was just kind of going like, "All right, this movie might." Have potential to be something big. But man, that that week of, it just made a really drastic turn after how many fan screenings, which is a big reason why this movie is not doing well. It just took a, it just took a crazy turn. Just a crazy turn that it took. And I think it's just, if you look at the box office, if you look at the box office of DC movies in the past decade, starting with Man of Steel, six hundred and what, sixty-eight million, 
that it totally like made, which was it was good. I mean, I'm sure they were hoping for for better, but I think at that at that time it was just like, all right, the Marvel boom was really starting to play into the zeitgeist out there. It was just okay, the Marvel boom was there. Then you had Man of Steel come out, did fairly well at the box office. Then next was BBS, and BBS had a strong box office opening, and then took a nosedive. Because it got bad word of mouth, but still ended up with 873 million worldwide, and it was just like okay, so bad word of mouth, but then everybody still. I mean, it's such there's such a discourse, it's such a craziness when you look at things. And like I said, Mr. Stephen Colbert, he's really the one that looks at these numbers and looks at things. If you go to his Twitter and he just kind of talks about how the box office is, he gets. You know, he gets into it and totally breaks it down. And he's the guy to really, like, uh, look at when it comes to all this. But it is pretty crazy looking at the box office since then because, you know, and then, of course, we always, everybody wants to play the whole billion dollars, billion dollars, didn't make a billion dollars, didn't make a billion dollars. Everybody wants to utilize that little, that that as part of, like, their, you know, hey, I'm going to throw that out there, a weapon. Uh, it didn't make a billion dollars, therefore it's no good. And people are doing that now. They're doing that with Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy... People were saying it was going to flop, and then it gets, you know, $850 million worldwide still going. And then it's like, well, now, I mean, it didn't make a billion, so therefore, well, you know. And I'm like, well, other movies didn't make a billion that you like, so stop doing that. Obviously, I thought that Batman vs. Superman was going to make a, a billion. I mean, you know, I think we all kind of thought that because it's Batman and Superman fighting, but... If we listen to Mr. Zack Snyder and we kind of look at the numbers when it comes to home video with the ultimate cut, yeah, essentially it did make, I, I would say, a billion dollars in its overall thing when it came to, you know, DVD sales and whatnot. It actually pushed it over the edge right there. So, but you look at the box office, Wonder Woman had a great box office, and then you had Aquaman, which nobody thought that Aquaman was going to make a billion dollars. Nobody thought that Aquaman, who the hell would have predicted or thought that Aquaman was going to make a billion dollars. Just crazy how that is. It it opened up $69 million domestic and it just had legs specifically overseas. I was hoping that the Flash was going to have legs overseas, but sadly it has not gotten any legs when it comes to that. And then, of course, it's just been all over the place. It's just been all over the place when it comes to box office birds of prey didn't do that well uh, i mean when it comes to black adam that didn't do well but then at the same time it's like well black adam's doing well than what the flash is doing right now and then better than what shazam did it's just it's been just such a weird roller coaster when it comes to box office but you know yeah blue beetle we're all hoping for that I could, I'm hoping it's going to be a sleeper hit. Aquaman 2 just seems like it's doomed. It's dead in the water. Zing. You know, it's just a, you know, it's a dead fish. What can we say here? But it just seems like, holy Lord, what is going on with that? What is going on with that? We got Miss Lisa Jackson. Thank you for the $5 Super Chat. WB should have had no screenings after Comic-Con. Or you mean CinemaCon. Uh, Warner Brothers would have uh, had Ezra do one interview after they wrapped up court, at the court case. Keaton on morning shows. Yeah, see, that's another thing, too. You bring up a good point, is the the Flash, the star of the Flash, could not do press. I didn't think about that, adding that to the laundry list of reasons why this box office, which, of course, like I said, fan screenings, too many fan screenings was a big one, um, and the leaks, of course, and every, the messiness that's happening, of course, with DC right now, the announcement of the new slate, all factors when it comes to this. But 
Lisa, you bring up a good point is the fact that I thought that Michael Keaton was going to be shepherding and just leading the press when it came to The Flash. But what led the press was Andy and Barbara Muschietti and Sasha Kaye. Michael Keaton filming Beetlejuice 2, so he wasn't able to do that much. He couldn't even go to the actual premiere, the red carpet premiere in L.A. because he was filming Beetlejuice 2. He showed up to other screenings, made surprise surprise uh, entrance, you know, into it and visits and whatever, but it just was not enough. I thought Michael Keaton was going to be the number one person that was going to be, but it wasn't the case, so that didn't help either, and then it didn't help that Ezra wasn't, and I always thought that Ezra would have been great doing press junkets and interviews because Ezra is a personality. If you go and see the Justice League ones or just other ones, would have made a splash when it came to when it came to help promoting and, and, and press for the movie. So, yeah, it's just all, it, it's all crazy, man. It's all crazy. It's just baffling. Uh, the box office response for The Flash is going to be studied. It's going to be studied. Just because it seemed like there was so much hype. Michael Keaton back. And, I mean, I had people at the Super Bowl party that were, like, jazzed to go see it. But it's just, I don't know. It just fell off so, so hard. So hard. Going to be studied. But I just kind of wonder, what's, what's the life? What's the life that it's going to have on streaming, on home video? Is it going to have a new life? Is there going to be a new life that's going to be injected into it? I mean, obviously, Warner Brothers Discovery will release max numbers that say, like, eh, it's just fucking, you know, it's the biggest, yeah, this many hours and all these numbers, which there's no way to actually prove that. They're just going to put numbers out there. And most of the time, it's like they, they probably flub the numbers, all streaming. They all flub the numbers, I'm sure. They are, yeah, look at how much, how many people watch this and watch that. And, of course, they'll break it down. Of course, they'll have some other sites, some third-party sites that are going to break down the streaming numbers. But I wouldn't be surprised if it, ha- it would have, it would find a, a life on streaming and home video. It might. It might. But we'll see. We'll see when those numbers come out. Freaking numbers, man, I tell you. A freaking numbers. Aaron, if the new if the new DCU slate is an excuse to have these movies flop recently, then I'm expecting for people to see Superman Legacy like crazy 60, 600 to $800 million easily. I mean, it very well could. You just never know. You never know what could happen when it, when it comes to the new, I mean... There's going to be a lot riding on Superman Legacy. And like I said, and I've said it before, nobody's job is safe. Nobody's job is safe. Not even David Zaslav. Not even his job is safe. You know, from what I can, from what I gathered, he's got to the end of the year to show some potential to the, the higher ups. And then other than that, he's out. And, and then I kind of wonder if he's out, what happens to Saffron and Gunn? That is the question because they might be out too. That would be another shakeup, but that'd be bad press again. So who knows? Jonathan Majors. All right. So we're away. We're waiting for this situation to play out court. They already had one court date. I talked about this whole situation. It's been a crazy situation and I never really dove into it. I didn't dive into it that, that much when it came to this. I mean, I read some things. They posted some screenshots from text messages when it came to majors and his ex-girlfriend, but there was a video that I came across on Twitter 
that uh, really like like broke everything down and it it was like holy crap uh let me turn off the chat right there sorry and uh i wanted to like play this video and kind of do some commentary on it because it was it was very it's a very well done video and very well researched video that uh that i was like oh wow and and again it's like one of those things where you kind of just go like uh no this is like from i think this is from an actual lawyer if i'm thinking i don't know i'm not oh no no her her name is i'm not a lawyer but i thought it said lawyer in there i was like whoa but uh this is a tiktok video that uh she kind of explains this whole thing and uh kind of puts things in perspective where it's like okay this is what we know right now this is what's been released when it comes to this situation in case you need a recap, Grace Jabari, who was Grace Jonathan Jabari. Major's girlfriend at the time, claims that around midnight on March 25th, 2023, Jonathan broke her finger and lacerated her ear. As a result of those allegations, thing. Jonathan was charged with six counts of assault and three counts six. of harassment. Jonathan's Yeesh. side of the story is that Grace is lying. According to his attorney, Priya Chaudhry, video surveillance, credit card footage, body cam footage, and I everything's recorded that support what he says happened and not her. Now let's get to this insider.com article in which Priya shared some of the evidence. First up, Priya says that the man who drove Jonathan and Grace around that night is prepared to testify that Jonathan never raised his voice or his hand to Grace while they were in the car, nor well, when good. they pulled over and got out of the car. Insider.com reviewed the tapes, and according to them, it appears to substantiate at least some of the driver's account and shows Majors repeatedly trying to flee from Jabari as she pulls at his coat. Now, <laughs> So he's just trying to get away. He's like trying his best to, you know, get the... It sounds like this... Sounds like she's... Uh... A little unstable? After the car fight, Jonathan reportedly gets a hotel room, sends a breakup text, and he turns his phone off. Meanwhile, Grace ends up befriending three people who were allegedly... Does anybody actually turn their phone off? Well, maybe he did. Or blocked her. Who knows? He witnesses to the fight, and together, they all go to the club. Insider.com got to review the footage from that nightclub, and they say, throughout two hours of footage from multiple cameras, Jabari shows no sign of having an injury to her right hand. So she's at the club having a good time after being with majors and there's no indication that she is has any of the, you know, the assault charges, the laceration to the ear and the, the, the fucked up finger or whatever the hell. She can be seen doing a number of things that require the use of her right hand. Okay, y'all, the next piece is when Jonathan sends the breakup text at 3 a.m. 3 a.m. He shows up to his house 23 minutes later, but of course he's not there. He's at the hotel. The next time he's seen is about eight hours later when he arrives home. And when he gets inside, he calls a handyman because one of the bedroom doors is locked from the inside. And when they open the door, Grace, according to Jonathan's lawyer, was half naked and passed out. Quote, her right ear was bloody and that the knuckles of her right middle finger were swollen and bright purple with vomit on the bed and Ew. a bottle of sleeping pills nearby. Jesus. Jonathan then calls 911 and police body cam footage, according to Priya, will show that Grace told police she had drunk until the point of throwing up and had taken several sleeping tablets. She allegedly Jesus had Christ. no idea her ear nor her finger were bruised, bloody or injured. So, so there you go. So that's just like an interesting recap. And I'm like, okay, that recap. I mean, obviously she's, she shows the sources. She shows everything, talks about how there's footage. There's camera footage everywhere. There's body cam footage. There's all kinds of stuff. And, uh, I mean, it just sounds like, yeah, he chose a crazy one. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like she 
probably, I guess, broke into his house. I mean, there's even some iffy stuff when it comes to even, like, all that. It's like, okay, so she broke it. You don't have security? I don't know. Maybe she had some way of getting in. I don't know. Who knows? She sounds crazy taking sleep, sleeping pills and being drunk like that, throwing up all over the bed. Ugh. I mean, holy crap. So it's just, it's interesting to see how this plays out. And I'm thinking this is why... We haven't heard anything when it comes to, I mean, obviously we've heard things about him losing some roles, which is, I hate that. I hate that. Again, it's like, can we wait until all the evidence is out there? Can we look at all the things before people start dropping people? This is what's crazy about where we're at right now with society is like someone comes out with allegations, it gets out into the news. And then all of a sudden we got studios that go like, Oh, well, sorry, man, you're, you're, we're, we're firing you. We're going to nope, you're not going to be part of our movie or TV show or something like that. It's like immediately. And then even when it comes to social media, immediately people start taking a side, you know, they immediately start taking a side, which is ridiculous as well. It's like, all right, can we pump the brakes and just kind of get all the evidence and see what's happening here first. I mean, it's, that's what sucks. It's now guilty until proven innocent in a lot of cases. And I know not everything's foolproof. Of course not. It's not foolproof when it comes to the justice system, but it tries to be, and then we still got to do, we're going to run the motions. And then now with everything technology where it's at right now, when it comes to cameras freaking everywhere, it does help the case. I think the biggest thing from, all that information was the fact that she was at the club after Jonathan Majors got away from her after, and you got the driver right there that could, that could, that's totally going, yep, I was there. And I could totally do a testimony that he didn't lay a hand on her and was trying to get away. And then there's footage of her at a club getting freaking blitzed drunk after being with them and everything. So I think Jonathan Majors is going to be okay. I think he's going to be okay. So just, uh, yeah, I, I, I get the crazy ones, Jonathan, or, you know, the crazy ones can, you know, well, I get it. I mean, I get it. I get it. But at, at the same time, it's like, choose, choose wisely. You're, you're, you're a star now. You're in Marvel movies. You're in Creed. I mean, I'm just saying you're coming a star. You better, you know, you know, lay off the crazy ones for a little bit. Just saying, just saying, man. For your own good. For your own good. For your own good, Mr. Majors. Well, we'll see what happens, though. It's all a crazy uh, situation. We'll see how it all plays out. But I, to me, it just sounds like he's, 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 in, he's the innocent one on this one, at least when it comes to all the information that is out there. You know, something new could come about. There could be like somebody on a fucking on the street on the curb that recorded and we see Jonathan Majors. And yeah, he did lay a hand on her. You know, that could come out, too. We'll see. We'll absolutely see about that. Average Wednesday afternoon, innocent until proven guilty. That's the way it should be. But sometimes it's like it's people just want to be like, oh, you're guilty already. So. Oh, see, I heard about Megan Good. Are they going out now? I mean, good on <laughs> good on majors. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do that play on words. But Megan Good is. Whew. If that's what he has now, then good on you, man. Just saying. Just saying. That's pretty good. Pretty good. I'm just going to say good too much. Okay. Turner Classic Movies is saved. I think. Hopefully. Right? I think we're good because 
Last week, I told you guys, well, we all kind of saw this because when it comes to everything that's happening with Warner Brothers Discovery and David Zaslav trying to pay the bills, pay off the debt, and trying to find any kind of which way and using people to be like, what can we do to sell off this, sell off that? We already saw the $500 million thing when it came to music publishing and what all that stuff and everything like that. When it came to TCM, they started laying off. They laid off one of the higher ups there. And then, of course, actors came about and said, no, do not do not mess with TCM come on it's like it's it's film history do not touch that and then of course there was that whole article that said Steven Spielberg uh, Paul Thomas Anderson or was it Wes Anderson Wes Anderson I think it was one of the Andersons I always get them mixed up anyways that were and then Scorsese that were gonna have an emergency call with David Zaslav to be like hey can you not do this can you not can you not please can you not well uh, it turns out from this THR article that Miss Pamela Abdi and Michael DeLuca are going to gain oversight on TCM exclusive putting the film maker friendly executives in charge is meant to reassure the film community which has expressed concern after the exit of TCM box boss Paula or Pola Chengnan. Warner Brothers Discovery CEO David Zaslav is attempting to calm the waters after stirring up a storm over Turner Classic Movies earlier this week. Zaslav moving oversight of the channel to Warner Brothers Pictures bosses Michael DeLuca and Pamela Abdi sources with knowledge of the situation tell The Hollywood Reporter. So... Sounds like a good thing. I mean, we all love them. Remember before James Gunn and Peter Saffron got the DC Studios job. Pamela Abdi and Michael DeLuca were kind of running things when it came to DC Studios or DC Films, whatever you want to do. I mean, obviously, they were part of the whole rock thing and the Black Adam thing. But, and you know, when it came to Gunn and Saffron coming in, I'm sure that whatever that they were thinking that they were going to do when it came to the DC projects, yeah probably got all scrapped and thrown off the table they probably weren't too happy about that i'm sure everything's okay but at the same time i wouldn't be surprised if maybe they're like yeah this james gunn guy right what the hell but they're still doing their jobs and they're going to be handling this which is a good thing i mean pamela abdi and michael deluca they helped zach pull off the full circle event of course you know he was on the vodka stream and talked about them helping him out when it came to getting the full circle event kicked into gear. And then, of course, when it comes to showing Zack Snyder's Justice League in IMAX, that was a big thing, and they helped with that. And we thank them for that, for sure. And we thank them for taking on Turner Classic Movies. Because, like, again, you go, I, I, I watched... I mean, I watched the 2001 in Space Odyssey last night because I just hadn't seen it in a long time, but it was right there in the Turner Classic Movie section. It's a good section. You just find them, you know, you, you open it up on Max. You have so many of these old movies and iconic movies and movies you hadn't seen in forever. So it's just, it's a good selection. I Every, probably, pretty much like once a week, probably once, twice a week, I go into that Turner Classic Movies section of Max and just throw on an old movie. And last night I was like, I haven't seen 2001 Space Odyssey in a while. There you go. Put it on. And it, that movie, I tell you what, when it comes to 2001 Space Odyssey, nobody should remake that movie because it is, it's so special in the way that it is now with the, the score and everything and just the way that it plays out. Man, if that movie was released now, I mean, you show that movie to like a young person now, they'd be like, what the fuck? 
what the fuck are you showing me? It's so funny. And I, that's what I love about it so much. That's what I love about that movie so much because, I mean, just the opening with the apes <laughs> and everything and the score. I mean, it's just it's just such a beautiful piece of cinema. It really is. It really is such a beautiful piece of cinema. That's the way you got to appreciate it. That's the way you got to, that's the way, that's, that's the way it should be appreciated right there. So see, there you go. Axel, the young buck right there doesn't appreciate, you know, doesn't appreciate it. See, he said kind of boring, kind of boring. There you go right there. In the mindset of somebody younger, Ryan even said the same thing. Boring, boring, boring. But, you know, just what you have to do is put yourself into the heads of the people back when that movie got released. You look at some of those visuals and you go, how the fuck did they pull some of that off? That's the thing. How did they pull some of those visuals off? Because even when I was watching it last night, I was like, man, I mean, obviously the, the, the streaming, you know, watching it, obviously it's restored, remastered and whatnot, but I'm just kind of going like, man, they pulled off some really good visuals when it came to this. But yeah, it's definitely one of those. Yeah, it's definitely one of those where it's like, yeah, you, you people now because, you know, because you got TikTok, you got YouTube shorts, you got everything. Everybody's freaking attention span is like the attention span of a fucking gnat. That's what it is now. So if nothing's not happening on screen. Yeah, you just and there's a lot of like long shots in there. I'm just going off on a whole fucking diatribe on on 2001 Space Odyssey. I just like this. I read the book when I was younger and I love the movie. So I'm, I'm just saying it's one of the one of the best ones out there. Uh, you have to appreciate those movies because studios will never. Exactly. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Ben. And Ben was, you know, Ben was like 23 years old when 2001 Space Odyssey came out. Zing! Sorry, I had to do it. Love you, Ben. Love you. Just kidding. Uh, (laughs) uh, No, but you're right. Because, and then that was another thing that I was thinking about, too, was, man, I don't think anybody would approve something like this anymore, either. You know? I don't think anybody... Yeah, I was thinking that exact thought, like, man, can you imagine, like, a movie like this coming out nowadays? No! Studio would not go for it. They would be like, hey, something's got to happen right here. Something's got to happen right there. Blah, 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 blah. You know, there would have to be, so like, so much action and everything, so. You're on your second marriage <laughs> with the mortgage. There you go. Ah, oh, good times. Good times. All right, let's, uh, let's go to some questions. See what you guys... Uh, I didn't post it on YouTube, so I'll just go right to the questions on the good old uh, twatter. All right, let's see. Let's make sure what's going on here. Yep, let's keep on... All right, so making sure that there's nothing bad when it comes to the, the questions over here on Twitter. All right, here we go. Okay, Eric. So, Dave, I'm very concerned right off the bat now that Aquaman 2's potential box office. Well, I I mean, we've all been concerned for a while. On the one hand, Aquaman 1 did the impossible. On the other hand, even leaving aside the production issues after Flash, I'm not convinced big hype means audiences will see it because reboot. Yeah, it's going to it's going to literally be a sinking ship. (laughs) 
it's going to be that. Uh, Rhyme Slim Art. That second guy has an Alex Ross Superman look. Okay. So I, I guess you're talking about this. Are you talking about Mr. Brittany right here? Tom Brittany? I'm assuming that's who you're talking about. Jacob, do you think age is going to be a factor on who gets cast in the DCU? Yeah, I think that's going to have a factor for sure. Whether it be for the main JL villains, etc. Just a thought since, uh, well, speaking of uh, Mr. Ben, Ben Everett said Bill is more age appropriate. Yes, that's what I said too. Yeah, uh, Ben and I saw eye to eye when it comes to all that. I think we, I think Ben even thought that he would want, I think your choice was also Al- Alexander as well, which I lean more towards that, but Bill is a little bit more age appropriate. So, uh, Jamin Watson. Okay. Dave for David Corn sweat. He's mixed with Henry Cavill and Tom Welling face in the picture. There you go. And also the three things uh, for Superman legacy, big ass symbol, big ass symbol. I love that. Nice ass soups red belt and some fight scenes oh yeah there's definitely going to be fight scenes there's no way that it's he doesn't punch anybody and then we got john john 72 who's watching beavis and butthead apparently cool mr nobody hey dave on the subject of superman casting i know that the scars guard brothers names are thrown in the ring but got to be honest, not hating it. And by the way, I actually met Alexander on a train last fall. Super chill dude. Seems like it. But what about Peter Sarsgaard? That's right. We got Skarsgård and Sarsgaard, which I always get mixed up. Nah, he was already in Batman. He was already in Batman. Eh, he, I mean, he would be a good... I think he... You know what? He would actually be a good Lex Luthor. I think he would be a good Lex Luthor. So... Yeah, I think he would be, but, you know, he was already in the Batman, and he was in also Green Lantern. <laughs> uh, so I don't know if he actually would want to do another one, but, you know, not a bad choice. Mr. Devin Wooter, Dave, I just finished the Mission Impossible movies. What's your favorite stunts for me? It was the fourth one when he was climbing the building. Yeah, that was pretty sweet with his gloves, and then he had to jump down. That was crazy. Yeah, that whole, that was a very intense scene. And I hope Warner Brothers sued the person who leaked the Flash. That's not right. I don't know if they could sue the person. Uh, they could put a strike on him and remove him, but I don't think they're going to. They can't. Unless they could find out who exactly it was. They could probably. There could be a fine for it, but they're not going to sue that person. Darkness Under the Wind. Dave, question one. Do you believe 2024 will be a good year for main DC Universe content taking a back seat so that way people will be uh, re- uh, rejuvenated when the DCU does begin with Superman Legacy in 2025? They could help, but we're going to get Creature Commandos. I think we might. Well, I don't know if we're going to get Waller. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it could. We're going to get Joker. Joker 2. Question two, do you see us not only getting an official cast for Superman Legacy, but also reveals of who will play the other characters of the DCU? Like, for example, official casting for Batman? I don't know about that. I don't think we'll get anything for Batman. It's going to be strictly Superman. It'll just be Superman Lois, probably Jimmy Olsen. I could see Jimmy Olsen being um, being also announced. Because from what I I think it's already been out there, but from what I gather too from even my information is Jimmy is also going to have a big role in this movie. Jimmy Olsen is going to have a big role in the movie. So 
maybe they'll have that and maybe obviously Lex Luthor and then hopefully if there's going to be a Brainiac we'll get that casting news if there's going to be another villain which I am after if you guys watch DC Fanimated stream with uh with Scott and I like it, we talked about uh the episode where we get Parasite the villain of Parasite showing up for the first time in that series and James Gunn did express that Parasite is one of his favorite underrated Superman villains and i would love to see that because it would be such a different i mean it's essentially i mean you got kryptonite right you got kryptonite that is always used against superman by lex luthor or batman or anyone it's always crypt kryptonite is always going to be utilized when it comes to parasite i mean he's almost like a version of kryptonite because if he touches superman he just sucks his energy out of him and then turn he's super he's kryptonite and he's also like a general zod at the same time because if he, when when parasite sucks superman's energy from him he becomes as strong as superman so there's like a balancing thing so they could have some good fights they could have some even fights and yeah and then superman's got to try to take him down without actually touching him i'm not saying that he has to be the main villain but i don't know i just think a parasite having parasite in there would be something different you know, as opposed to Lex Luthor selling freaking land again. So, I don't know. Jack Quaid should be Jimmy. Yeah, that'd be a pretty good Jimmy. I could see him being a good uh, Jimmy Olsen. I like that. Uh, actual soups, Matt. Oh, God. Axel, what are you, are you? God damn, you are on a good one in the chat. I'm just saying. Um, Parasite, good choice. Yeah have to leave well thank you for joining of course miss jackson jj abrams is the dumbest director i've ever seen direct that's a little hyperbole he's the dumbest i don't know about the dumbest he doesn't know what he wants the crew make fun of him <laughs> okay i mean i've i've heard things about you know J I mean what the hell has jj done in so long remember he got that deal when it came to when it came to at&t and Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers Media. Remember, he got that fucking the the bad robot and everything. Got like a half a billion dollar deal, and there's been nothing, absolutely nothing. There's been nothing. So, yeah, no good, absolutely no good. So, all right, guys, let's go ahead and wrap up the stream. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Hold on. Sorry. I was just making sure. Okay. Appreciate you guys uh, spending some time with me talking about this. Hit that like, thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell. As always, share the stream if you would be so kind to. Um, yeah, like I said, Tuesday, no no stream tomorrow as per usual. See you guys Wednesday. And then, of course, if you want to become a member and uh, be a part of the members-only stream that happens after that, become a member. Do that, too. And then, I, you know, sometime this week, I might talk about the the, the the over the weekend the other thing that i was working on or at least bringing back when it came to a certain thing i'll probably talk about that more on wednesday or wednesday's members only stream or something like that just something that i was like all right that's not not even really movie related which is great so but anyways guys yeah i'll see you guys on wednesday uh smash the like thumbs up do all that follow me on the sock meds you guys know the drill anyways guys love you talk to you later